Welcome back to our final episode of Gillespie's Groovy Juniors. I'm your host, Roy Cipino. I'm Sofia Suara. I'm Daisy Sarabrin. I'm Imani Heights. I'm Lydian Zamaripa. And our topic for today is about life after primary schooling in Israel. Ooh. Before we get into the facts of the education system, we have to analyze any bias we have towards the country. The question is, as an American school student, do we have any predispositions about Israel? Um... I, I really don't know anything about Israel except Wonder Woman. <laughs> I know Judaism. Okay. Um, I don't know. Well, because I am Jewish, I don't really have anything against Israel. Love it. Been there. Going <laughs> Been again there, this Jen. summer. Really? How was yeah. it there? Oh my God. It's, it's good. I was six, so. <laughs> but I got to ride on the camel. And I got to put a wish in the wall, in the Western Wall. And I got to float on the Dead Sea. Did it come true, the wish? My wish? Yeah, I got a camel. Well, you, 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 have, a, you, you, you have a camel. You have a camel? I wrote, I won a camel. Did I get a camel? No. I got, <laughs> I got a stuffed animal camel. Oh. So you had to be, but I got what I wanted. I wished. Okay, um, the only thing I really know about Israel is just, it's like the Jewish homeland. Yeah. That's all I know. Uh, I just know about, like, the Israelite and Palestinian war. Yep. yep. Uh, Myers. <laughs> <laughs> the main option after Israel's primary education is to begin the mandatory military service. The question is, if we think that this is a good approach to life after high school. So it's Arabic. I think it's... It's a good system. I mean, actually, no. I take it back. It was. It would be good if it's not mandatory. <laughs> like, if it's an option to pay off your student debt. Um, um, they don't... Military is not the same way as it is in the United States. You do know that, right? Oh. Don't say it. Like, <laughs> like, inform us. Like, well, like, I don't know much about the military. Like, I know that women only go for two years. Men only go for three years. Or four. I don't Four years, three years. I thought it was three. But, like, it's mandatory because, like, we don't have as much, like, when you're walking in the streets in Israel, you will see a military person. Like, they're all around because you don't know what's going to happen. Like, um, I think it was a couple years ago, there, there are quite a bit of um, bomb shelters because you don't know what's going to happen. So serving in the military there is more, like, more serious not that it's not serious in the united states because we have a lot going on and people go like out and different do like serve different places Mm -hmm. but they're serving where they are they're they're trained and like it's it happens a lot more in israel than it would because you're close and you know we still have the palestines palestine still are we got their rates. No. The, I don't know. I don't know what it's called. But there's, like, a lot more. So, like, serving Israel is a lot different than yeah here. And I guess, like, people go to them. But for us, we go to other go people. To other people don't people. come to us. Yeah. yeah. And so, there, like, a lot of people 
you know, have to run to bomb shelters when there's a bombing or yeah. shootings. And, like, so it's, like, really good because also you know a lot of people in Israel, you know. Mm-hmm. It's not, like, because obviously Israel is smaller. I think you can get across the long ways to Israel in, like, a day or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot different. It makes sense because yeah. it's like a different political climate there. They're yeah. like surrounded by the Syrian refugee crisis and all and that. And they also share, it's not just Israelis, it's yeah. also yeah. Palestinians. And yeah. Well, I was just reading this article that you said that, Daisy. It's from the Jerusalem Post. Uh, and it said that actually there's, it's like a myth about the mandatory service because they exempt two types of groups. The first being, uh, the first exempt are the Arab Israelites because it's not what they believe in. They're exempt because they, they're Muslim. And the second one is the extremely Orthodox Israelites. So extremely Orthodox, what does that mean? So like, you know how um, Fridays you have Shabbat? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when sun sets, you don't do anything. You pray, you go temple, you don't use cars. You have to walk everywhere. You don't cook, so you have pre-made food. You don't, like, they're, like, so serious that they don't turn on any lights because that's work. They don't tear toilet paper when they go to the bathroom. It's already torn because that's work. You know, it's, like, really serious. So the the military wouldn't fit for them. Wouldn't fit for them, exactly. Mm -hmm. And it says, in reality, 35% of the Israel population carries the burden, while the remaining 65% find ways to avoid military service without having to suffer any consequences. Hmm. But, like, I know that, like, if you're disabled, Mm -hmm. like, it's hard for you to go into the military. But there are other ways to, you know serve instead of going straight into the military so there's like the people that cook for the military and the people that help train the military and the people who are like behind watching what's going on so like the cameras that they have and the the technology that they do because even though they're disabled they're really smart and so that's still serving without going into the military this. Are you like very informed? Because I'm reformed. I'm a reformed Judeo. Oh, okay. So, like, I don't do all. I go to temple sometimes. I and celebrate Shabbat. I mean, we have the Jewish holiday, so like Yom Kippur, Rosh Hashanah. So we have all like, all of these holidays that we celebrate, and so like that's what I do. I had my bat mitzvah, but like I don't do like I'll drive Shabbat. I'll Mm-hmm. Because I'll do stuff. But it's not like just Shabbat that they're serious about. Yeah. I don't pray like every single day when I eat food. I don't <laughs> go to sleep. Be- I pray before I sleep. Oh, okay. You get it? Yeah. And then, like, also the congregation that I go to isn't reformed, you know? Because yeah. you have reformed. Uh-huh. Men don't wear tallies <laughs> or kippahs. Or it's like the little hat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, so okay. is the um, yeah. So there's a scarf looking thing. <laughs> okay, it is. The, the tassels. Men wear tassels underneath their clothing. They cover up. You know, obviously, I don't do that. 
I mean, if I were, if they had mandatory service here in America, I would expect a lot of people trying to get out of it for religious or disabled reasons. Like, they would, like, especially a lot of people would be like, no, or that doesn't follow my political belief or something. That would be really hard to implement that here. But thankfully, Mm -hmm. it's not mandatory here. So, do you know anything about the education system in Israel or just the military part of it? I just I know a little bit about the education, obviously not really, because uh-huh. I I didn't, I wasn't there for a couple of years, mm-hmm. I didn't do that. Um, I do know that they learned English and um, Hebrew. Um, I know that they go, I'm pretty, pretty sure it's all 12 years. Okay. Um, because you go into the military 18, mm-hmm. about that time. Um, obviously some people do go to college, but you still, like, after military, that's so what I, like. an option. Like, it's mandatory, but you don't gotta, like, you can't really pick when you go. So it's like, you, if you start college, people normally are freshmen, so, like, when they're 20 or something, right? Yeah, when they're older, a little bit older. But it's, because it's happens to a lot of people there, it's not, like odd or rare yeah so it's definitely different that's interesting both israel and america prioritize their military heavily however israel chooses to implement the mandatory military service is this something that america should try to implement also um, I don't, I like, I kind of like my freedom. The way you said it wasn't the best. No. <laughs> like, you, military you, isn't supposed choice. to be like. You like yeah. the choice. You like the choice of having, if yeah, you want to do military or not. But don't like, say it like, it's, I don't have any freedom anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with the American flag hanging behind <laughs> you. Oh, okay, yeah. so I'll be worried. Yeah, we have all, we have like all, a lot of flags. No, you don't have to be worried. I just. I it's get just, what you're saying. No, we understand. It's just yeah, like the way you phrased it. We were like, whoa. I like my radar. <laughs> I didn't even notice it, bro. So <laughs> like, I feel like one of the reasons why we have freedom is because people choose to be in the military. Yeah. Yeah, like, I forgot. I think Daisy was the one who was talking about it earlier, about how it's going to be hard to implement in yeah. the United States. I, yeah, yeah, it's going to be hard. I agree. Like that so would be hard diapers. to implement. Mm-hmm. And, Yeah. No, thank you. That's all I have to say. <laughs> if we implemented that, everybody's going to be mad. I can't do it because of this. I can't do it because of that. And it's like what Lillian was saying. Not everybody's going to find an excuse to not do it. And if they can't find an excuse, then people are going to start leaving the U.S., man, because they ain't free no more. This reminded of something of my 10th grade English class from last year. <laughs> Since I can't say the teacher's name. <laughs> so he was, saying, he was talking about military service. We are talking about oh. immigration at the same time. And then, uh, I don't know why, he was telling us to propose some plans, and I was like, uh, okay. So I was thinking, I, I, told my, I told my class, I'm like, so if, if to solve, I told like a solution to immigration could be that if everybody who wanted like citizenship did two years in military service, and then everybody could get a citizenship by, by donating their time to the military. <laughs> what do you guys think about what said? Yikes! That's all I have to say. <laughs> Yikes! I mean, that would be a way because then, then you would, then it would be bipartisan, because then you can't get mad because they did do something for the country, mm-hmm. and then in that way, like you, you still appease to other people, and like they're getting their citizenship, so everybody's happy. Or right, that's a that's a compromise, like legit. That's a compromise. 
Yeah, like both people, sure. both people aren't. You're not happy about it, but that's what yeah. compromises are. They're not supposed to be happy. They're supposed to do something. You're supposed to be a little happy. At like least. You, it is a little happy though. Like a little happy on both sides. A little happy. Yeah. But what happens to yes. like? What happens to all those family? Like, the families. Okay. Like I get you're not gonna like go straight in and put the kids into the military. Obviously, right? Yeah. No. Oh, but, yeah. Like, yeah. Are you gonna detain them? What are gonna happen to the kids? What are but what's gonna happen to the kids if they're new to the country? Their parents aren't there, you know, but they have parents. And then what happens if like they mess up and they blame it on that person because of they they're like they're not like for was, our country. It's it was for, they're for a different country. It was just a solution. I yeah, was just, I was just thinking. I, know, I, I hadn't thought it out. I was just like, we had five minutes to write it. And I was like, okay, that's what I wrote. Yeah, yeah but it's time right, guys. It's a time right. That's just what I was like, thinking. Yeah. No, I mean, that's wait. how my dad got his citizenship. That's why, because he he came here illegally and he got naturalized through the military. And I thought that would be a cool. Which idea. is a great way, but like, there oh, just some just like some things that like are different for everybody military service can be contrasted with experiences in everyday life for example this can be contrasted to the short story by jamaica kincaid titled girl in girl kincaid provides a perspective of a disconnect between a daughter and a nagging woman through this the short story conveys a feeling of resentment the question stemming from this is do we think it's effective to make people do service regardless if they want to or not or is it destructive? Well, we kind of answered it. Like, people, yeah. people aren't going to want to do it. They're going to, like, buy their way out. They're going to, like, exempt themselves. I think it's yeah, great Yeah, they're not going to people... want to, but is it, like... Is it destructive? Yeah. Uh, oh. For, I don't know. I don't for families. Oh, yeah. Oh. For families. In some, in some, some way. Yeah. Yeah. Some oh, yeah. Definitely. Destructive. Yeah. Deployment's yeah. really hard on but, families. Yeah, deployment. And then especially if you're, like, not allowed to tell... Your family, where you're going, yeah. So you're like definitely outside of the loop. That seems horrible. Yeah, and like the fact that you might like not even see them again, like mm. that's what like drives them apart. I sort of feel like we don't like. At least, like I know that I don't watch the news. I don't keep up with a lot of like what's going on in our military or like any military in general. So I definitely don't. But I don't feel like that many people, as many people as we think, actually, like, die or, like... Yeah. Like, I get, like, they get hurt and stuff. But I don't feel like that many people actually die, as we think, unless it's, like, a world war or, like, Mm -hmm. something big is going on. Mm -hmm. I mean... In America, because a lot of yeah, a lot of stuff isn't going on. I mean, things are going on, but like people aren't getting. This isn't like gonna be like Vietnam. Yeah, it's not like a war. It's not like it's not total war. Is what I think I'm saying. I think we're at a calming like yeah, we're like era right now. We're we're at at, like yeah, because nothing's uh, been happening. Not in the U.S. That yeah, but, like, but like other places, there's definitely stuff happening, and we send so- our we, soldiers there, and so like, and then they come back hurt, and then they get like, hey, can I get my veterans uh, thing, whatever, from like the hospital, and they're like on hold for like eight years. Yeah, yeah. not good. So if that first, if America is trying to implement that, maybe fix 
your veterans, right now. your yeah. veterinary, what's it called? Your veteran system right now. Yeah, because so like, yeah. there are you... too many homeless veterans out in the streets right now yeah, for them to like implement get... something else. Yeah. Then, ding dong, no one's going to have a house. Do you have anything to say, Lydian, about this question? Why do you got to say it like that, Royce? <laughs> Wait, what question are we on? <laughs> the, um, is it destructive? Why? Oh, okay. Uh, is it destructive, yeah. Lydian? Oh my god, why y'all say it like that? Uh, what's <laughs> with these tones? <laughs> Okay. So yeah, it's a little bit destructive, I would say, because just not a teeny bit, but it just wouldn't go well. Not because you have to know that America is really, really big, right? A lot of vast oh, population, yeah. so that'd be hard, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Um, deployment's really hard on families, like everybody's saying, it is hard to deal with. There's some benefits. There's definitely benefits going to the military, educational wise, but the military is definitely not for everybody. It wasn't for me. Um, no, it, it's not for me, and so I'll never join it. But over y'all, I think you'll get the best candidates if it's voluntary. Yeah, I Probably, feel like they'd yeah. work. Yeah, because like if you like if my mom tells me to clean my room, I'm gonna be like real mad about it. But if I want to do it, I'm just like, I just oh, do yeah, it. yeah, I just do, do it. it. And then she's just like, hey, clean your room. I'm gonna be like. Well, now I don't want to. <laughs> That's yeah. how I feel. It's like, exactly. if you have to do something, then you're not going to want to do it. My parents yeah. understand that. They just don't. They, like, they just, just don't understand, understand. Like, When you're in the mood for cleaning, and then they're like, okay, Which clean the great. dishes. Then I got to yeah. break the dishes. God. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, uh, it'd be so easier if you just not say anything, and then it would get done without a complaint. Uh-huh. In the past three episodes of this podcast, we've analyzed a lot of options available to students in various countries after primary schooling. Our last question is, with everything we've analyzed, what do we personally think we're going to do after we leave high school? Ooh. Um, I want to go to pharmacy school. I want to be a pharmacist. (laughs) Probably use the money I earn to, like, travel abroad. I love traveling, like, going on cruises. Okay. I'll probably take a gap year. Like, after high school, since we're going to associates, I'm probably going to take a gap year so I can be, like on track with everyone else going to pharmacy school because i don't need to get like a bachelor's or whatever you don't want to be the baby i mean yikes (laughs) (laughs) i mean i want to go i'm not trying to like take a gap year in between um hopefully graduating with my associates from heist to um (laughs) you know the transferring to a four-year university and like i don't i just i don't want to stay here but, like, I want my credits to transfer. So, you see, my problem, it's going to be hard. And I'm probably going to have to, I'm probably going to be disappointed. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I want to do a gap year. Um, my <laughs> mom was thinking of doing a gap year, which is weird because, well, she's out of school. She was going to go to um, to most of the, to all the states that she hasn't been to yet. So she's gonna take a car and drive. So I sort of want to do that with her, but I sort of, I sort of don't want to be in a stuck in a car with my mother. Oh yeah. God! Yeah. Maybe like bring a, a third year. Party. Bring yeah. a third party. No. So um, I think I talked about this in the first episode. How I might go and do like a volunteer, uh, voluntary thing. Not Ooh. what you are thinking about, though. <laughs> um, or who knows? I might just stay in my house. <laughs> <laughs> That's sad. And work. Um, but then again, I sort of don't want to be like Stuck. older than because I want to go freshman. I want to go to college freshman year. Yeah. And start as a freshman. Um, even though a lot of 
classes with wheelchair shirts. I don't. I'm not. I know. I'm not saying in Texas. Yeehaw. Like I know that. <laughs> On ye. <laughs> Unless there's one school that I'm looking at, but it's it's one school. You know, oh. it's I have five other schools, so plan to go to one of them. My thing is, I don't think any of my credits are going to transfer because I'm not staying here. I'm, <laughs> On you. But I want to go to a private university, and I want to... We should go to the same one! <laughs> okay, but like I was saying, um, I just want to go to a private university, and um, I want to go into the business field because I really enjoy helping people, so I want to, like, go in... I want to major in, like, business management and try to run a business that... Um, Nonprofits? Yeah, like nonprofits. Oh, and a then, humanitarian. And then <laughs> I want to be a CEO. After you. that, your mind. You do have a powerful mind, but <laughs> after that, um, that's what I've been told. After oh like I get that off of the ground, I kind of want to go back to school and get my master's. Masters? Ooh, oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Me and Polly were talking about that. I like how yeah. y'all got big plans, and I'm just like, I at least want to get. A, I just want to get some credits. <laughs> Spare credits. <laughs> My mom always made me, like, think about what I was going to be, like, or what I was going to do. So it's, like, really, like, I really, like, mm-hmm. think, of, even if I don't tell her I've been thinking about it. It's just Because I don't want to talk to her. <laughs> yeah. I, oh like, still think about it. I, okay, there's a few things. So I've talked to my mom about this, about a Mary Corpse, because that's what I want to do. What's and that? she, it is a, it's kind of, you heard of Peace Corpse? Mm-hmm. Where you donate your time for two years. It's kind of like that, but except it's 10 to 12 months in America. So it's domestic. And what is it called again? AmeriCorps. Oh, my brother does that. So I wanted to join AmeriCorps, but I was still thinking about it because I do have a favorite college that I love. It's Swarthmore. I really love the college. I love the aspect of a liberal arts college plus of engineering. That's probably what I would major in. Other than that, probably after I graduate college, I'd be joining the Peace Corps, definitely. That concludes our final episode on post-grade school education. My name is Royce Pino. I'm Sofia Suara. I'm Daisy Sarabran. I'm Imani Heights. And I'm Lydia Zamaripa. And you have listened to Gillespie's Groovy Juniors. The editing was done by Imani Heights, and the resources we used were Jamaica Kincaid's Girl, the Jewish Virtual Library, the IDF Mahalm, and the Jerusalem Post. Like always, thank you for listening.